This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I am back, and so is the show. And I know, I know, I know there wasn't a, there was not a select start episode. Reason being, two reasons actually. One is that there wasn't that much gaming news out during the week, and the gaming news that was announced was all push to san diego comic-con week that is being the other reason why um this week you know there has been a show because i figured all the news that was going to be you know migrated over to this weekend and announced there because they don't have much to do in in terms of announcements um like they once did because marvel's not there and, and dc's not there because the actors are not there due to the strike and everything so it's been a little bit diluted this year in terms of um impactful announcements but that doesn't mean we don't have announcements to talk about because there were a fair share of announcements during this weekend and we will talk about that during our next episode uh next segment not our next episode our next segment so stay tuned for that um the other reason is because officially as of friday the acmg facebook group has returned um a new acmg facebook group a 2.0 acmg facebook group and um it's now officially there we got some people trickling in you know very humble few who trickling in right now hey i don't care like if it's a few people but they're quality people and they they want to communicate and it looks like they have a lot of the veteran members have started to come back and you know that's what i want they're people that are conversating with each other people that are communicating with each other that's what i want that's what a facebook group is about it's supposed to be to create new friendships and new 
you know, camaraderies and enjoy people's time and, and stuff like that and share what you like and what you, you know, don't like and just have a good time with everybody. That's what I want. So, because I noticed, look, there, let's be real, there are Facebook groups out there that has 90,000, over 90,000 people. I'm in one that has 97,000 people in there. Yet, every time they post, only a crumb amount of people are reacting. And I'm saying a crumb, if you're 97,000 people and only 87 people respond to a post, but you have 97 people, that means like there's so many people that just are just numbers. We don't want followers. We want friends. We don't want numbers. We want people that want to communicate. We want people that feel like they have something to provide and share. That's what I've always wanted from the ACMG Facebook group. And that was when I first discovered that in like 2013, I felt that like this is a means to make a great community of people. But look, we could blame Meta. We could blame Zuckerberg. We could blame, you know, Musk or whoever was owning Twitter when it first started. We could blame Instagram. A part of it has to, we have to take accountability. We as a community of people as a society we have to take you know accountability for it too yes that algorithm really screws people up there is no denying but there's another part to it we have to work that out as well we we migrate to what the algorithm goes to without really thinking about what why the algorithm does we need to fight back at that we we there are ways we could get you know hand we can control social media and part of it is just our ability to reach out and communicate and talk to people approach people as friends to, to befriend people and not approach them with your guard up or have enemies you know have an enemy mindset like you're just automatically going in with your sword drawn that's not how we should be communicating with each other that's why there's such toxicity in social media right now so the ACMG Facebook group is up, is available, is all put together. I had that, I had the original group for 10 years and it grew to a sizable amount of people and it did really good. Um, we had a few thousand people that were in that group. And here's the thing, that group still exists. It's hidden somewhere within the system of Meta. Meta just, we can't reach out to Meta to get it back. So we're just gonna keep pushing and keep it going. The problem is, and here's the thing, because when I put in the URL, I added the URL for the group and I tried to see if I could use the same one that I had before. It would not allow me to because it's already been taken, which means it still exists. They can get it out. They won't let, they. we can't reach them to, the, to troubleshoot the situation, but it still exists. Maybe it will reappear someday. I don't know, maybe. If that happens, we'll see, we'll play it on a case by case basis. But for now, we have a new village. And if you want to join that village, if you are of your young adult or an adult, 18 to whatever age to hire, you can come join this group. If you like all things anime, comics, movies, and games, and want to actually communicate and talk with people who enjoy the same things that you are, it's not about just creating numbers. We're about creating friends. That's it. So if it's a small amount of people, let it be a small amount of people who enjoy each other's company. I don't care about having 97,000 people. If 97,000 people aren't communicating with each other, 
and I want sophisticated people. I don't want, you know, idiot people thinking that they, you know, know what the hell they're talking about or act pretentiously acting like they know what the hell they talk about. If you are that type of person, you can chill. But if you are a sophisticated, immature person who likes all things anime, comics, movies, and games, a little bit more than that, come join us. We're at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is 2.0. So ergo, there will be two. Let me say it again. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2. Come on and join us. You will have to answer questions that you will have to answer. If you're not a vet of the group, you're going to have to answer some questions. Um, you're also going to have to listen, you know, read the rules and make sure you respect them. If you're in there with the intention of just being a number, don't bother. If you're in there to try to spy on what we're doing on behalf of somebody that you know, don't do it. And yes, we've had that happen before many times because the ACMG group normally does things that other groups don't have. And if people have come in, check case the place out and check right out. And then all of a sudden we, I, you know, we find out we see other groups doing some th similar things that has been done in this group. So yes, 2013, I started a, a Facebook group like no other. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn to say that like I, you know, pioneered something or whatever like that. Maybe I have, maybe I have not. But I know that I haven't seen people do certain things until we started doing certain things like really professionally done banners and customly done banners because back then they used to do where like people used to have it where it was just showing people's pictures of themselves but when i went in there and i saw the potential of what this can be and really giving it a professional look and everything and branded we started seeing other people do the same thing and it just trickled that untrickled down trickled I, you know the only way to prove that is date stamp like if you go back well, honestly, we can't now because the group is no longer there. But, you know, I may still have some, I, you know, I posted on my page, on my personal page. So my personal page is still alive. And I remember when I um, first promoted ACMG with the logo and everything. We could date that far and see, you know, if you really want to, even though it's like hundreds of thousands of groups out there now, you can really, if you, if they really wanted to, they could date or carbon date the group to see if that was the one of the originals to do that. I mean, you could research and find that out if you had the access of meta database, if you will. But nonetheless, I digress. It is there. Um, you could check it out. Enjoy it. We're going to do stuff that, you know, hopefully will bring people more together than apart. And, you know, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area, we'll, we'll, we're going to work on that because, you know, we need to. Now's the time. Now is really the time to do this because the toxicity level in social media, it's, 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 it's thickening. It is beyond thickening and we need change and we can't do it unless we all work together to do it. So I'm just putting it out there right now. Once again, 
facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2 and come if you're willing and wanting to join and communicate and be a part of a really cool group. So we got a lot to talk about this week. We got San Diego Comic-Con news as well as our talk topic today as we will talk about a movie that I believe should not have come out right now because of the because everything that's happening right now it may be overshadowed but you need to check this movie out it is a must watch it is they clone tyrone which is on netflix right now starring jamie fox the return of jamie fox also john boyega actually more or less john boy it's a john boyega film but jamie fox is in there and tiana paris of course um monica rambeau from um from the marvels and wandavision she is on here as well these three along with a really awesome cool cast uh co-cast of people here we're going to talk about that and why you should watch and why this is like artistic truth coming in so we will um talk about all that so let's get down to it let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, first order of news that I want to talk about is my thoughts on Invincible. They had a special episode all dedicated, a standalone episode dedicated to Adam Eve. I don't know if this is going to lead to whatever's happening in the second season, but this was such an awesome episode. It was an hour and they, you know, they released this, of course, for the weekend of San Diego Comic-Con. And this was an origin story for Adam Eve. This was so fantastically done. And there was a lot of cool things that came out of this. A lot of cool people that we got to, you know, um, check out their performances, including the late, great Lance Reddick who like the, the minute if you're a Lance Reddick fan, you recognize his voice immediately. And the minute that I heard his voice, I was I, my eyes lit up and I was like, holy crap, that's Lance Reddick. He's like, this is one of his final performances in here. And he's playing this character, Erickson, who is kind of a Nick Furyish type of guy who works at this secret organization, the secret military organization that is creating superhuman you know beings uh mind you and this story involves um adam eve this is her origin story this is you know she was born with the you know idea of you know having superpowers her real mother was having you know trouble uh you know carrying her labor and, and labor because of her powers and her powers was because Adam Eve has the powers of controlling molecules. So as a child with that power and her power is already doing stuff, she's probably screwing up her entire anatomy inside her body, which is killing her. And they were trying to get her, uh, you know, into safety. Meanwhile, there's a lot of things happening. There's an invasion in the headquarters and whatnot. And this professor, you know, saves the mom, tries to get her out, tries to get her to a hospital. Um, you know, and try to get her away from Erickson, who wanted to weaponize the kid. The professor did not want that to happen. So because he really cared for the mom and they managed to escape. And instead of, you know, the mom could not last whatever her, the impact of her labor 
of Adam Eve was so great that like she really she knew she wasn't going to be able to survive. The professor had to find a way to take care of the child and make sure that she was safe away from Erickson. And so what he did basically was that he ended up giving the child, he ended up somehow switching the child with a child that didn't make it from this family, the family that Adam currently has, the adopted family, if you will. And she, um, they, they thought that they lost their child because of, a, uh, of a, not a miscarriage, but a, a, a really, I forgive me. I forgot how they sit, um, the, the proper terminology for the situation when that happens, but you know, um, her pregnancy did not, was not successful. Let's just say that. And it was a situation where they thought all was lost, but apparently all of a sudden this baby is alive and they don't realize that the baby is different because it's such a the newborn state. I guess they all, you know, all babies look the same. So they didn't even think about it, but they were presented with Adam Eve. They think that that's their real child. Where meanwhile, she thinks that they're their real parents until they grow up. And as she, you know, grows up as a child, they started noticing that like, she's a little bit different. She is a little bit like she had basically when you're a prodigy, you sometimes you cannot relate to what normal kids do and you don't want to do what normal kids do. She was already thinking about, you know, things that other people like she was already a genius at a very early stage, you know, understanding how molecules work, but didn't know how to communicate the situation. She used Legos to put together certain molecules and one her babysitter at some point when she got to a certain age and she would needed a babysitter who was also studying uh the periodic tables and whatnot he started realizing that she understood everything and she helped him at early age study for his test the parents again the father by the way this is very cool and interesting significant to this show the father and mother the father, of course, if you guys watched the first season, then you know the father has, it was played by T Fred Tattashore, who took on multiple roles in this um, episode, by the way. Again, why you need to pay these actors their worth. But Fred Tattashore played the father, and he played the father. And I, I haven't seen the first season of uh, Invincible in quite a while, but I forgot how much of a prick her father is and how abusive, verbally abusive, her father can be. And Fred Tattisha really reminded us of that big time. I mean, extremely reminded us that um, the mom played by Gray Delisle or Gray Griffin. I, I I guess she goes by Gray Delisle. She used to go by Gray Griffin or whatever like that. The name changes depending on which show it is. But significantly, I had the pleasure of, you know, getting to know both of those people. Fred, I did the panel with. Um, Keystone Comic Con here in Philadelphia by Repop um, and moderated with him. And that was a, that, that was a great, great event. And great to in 2018, I actually uh, hung out with when Molly first came down, Molly Flanagan first came down to Philly um, when I got her into Keystone that first year. So that was, she's a, she's such an awesome person. She was a lot of fun to hang out with um, and a hell of a talent great talent i mean she plays so many characters 
you name it she's done it catwoman captain marvel you know she's done it and she plays the mom in this particular episode um but they don't realize that that's not the real child but she you know adam later finds out because she interacts with the professor when she starts to figure out her powers and everything and here's the thing she often feels alone because she can't she doesn't have anybody that relates to what she's doing whether whether based on her intelligence or now her power so she was always considered weird and her father did not help her because the father would also make her feel more isolated than ever which the mom knew that wasn't a good idea the mom knew that like that you're just only putting more pressure in her in in you know depressing and depressing her you're mentally you know damaging her at this point she then came across a neighbor a neighbor kid who they ended up becoming friends because they both had something in common in, in terms of they both felt out you know weird in some cases and you know socially awkward to uh, you know to others so they end up becoming best friends up until the point when adam discovered her powers and then she showed her powers to her and that even freaked her out to the point so now she felt like she couldn't relate to her because i don't know if i, I felt like she started distancing herself from her because okay you guys felt like you're on the same level but now you have powers and now that means you're even better than me you have something cool that you can't do so now now you're in a situation so she felt threatened by her ability to do whatever the hell she want basically and you know what's funny i actually on social media today um this morning on my facebook page um i put out something i usually put out some sayings or whatever like that whether it be it's philosophical or whatever like that and this kind of relates to that and i've done i've been through this myself and that's why i put it out there you know in terms of business or whatever like that and i said the best and smartest people to work with or in this case be friends with are those who not only recognize your value but also values your value not those who are threatened by your value now I say that and, and this is re very relevant to this because here you have adam who is a powerful being now and you got her friend who basically recognizes her value recognizes her power you can recognize somebody's power and value but you don't have to respect it and there are people out there who recognize people's value but don't respect it and they don't value it and those are the people you don't want to hang around those are the people that you don't want to be around so like i think for the best for the better that they didn't hang around each other because she couldn't handle her value and adam was just trying to be friends she was trying to you know you know it, it she can't help being who she is people around her can only help helping her adjust to who she is to acknowledge who she is but also you know have a respect for you know um rapport with each with each other and it could have turned out to be a lot better of a situation but she didn't so she 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 basically understood her value and her power she was you know she acknowledged her power but she didn't respect it 
and she felt threatened by it. Those are the people you don't want in your life. That's just plain and simple. If they can't handle the idea that you have an ability and you have something to offer and it's and you think that it, it you're threatened by it, that's not a them problem. That's you problem because you're your sense of uh, insecurity can't seem to be in the same space with other people who may have. Now, I know people for me personally, I know there are people better than me. I actually want people to be better than me because that means I got something to look forward to. I got something to aspire to. I'm not going to be threatened by it. I'll give you another example. People, um, there was a conversation on social media wrestling wise about Kenny Omega, the AEW uh, wrestler, the uh, executive, you know, uh, director or, or EP, uh, you know, uh, EPV, the executive uh, vice president or whatever of AEW, because people, there are some people who hate Kenny Omega. This dude is awesome. This dude is fantastic. He he sells out crowds. He has match of the year candidates. He could do things that a lot of people can't do. And he blows people away with his matches. But there are people who don't like Kenny Omega. It's a, a minority of people, I would say. A lot of times it's based on resentment. And when somebody can do things that other people can't do, they resent them. It's mostly because they want to do it. And a lot of times they can't It mostly a lot of times is because they want the accolations and the accolades that these people have, but they don't want to put in the work to get it and to achieve it. So they're threatened by it. These things happen. And this is the scenario of the, of the dynamic between Adam's, you know, um, friendship with her former friend now who decided to, you know, distance herself with it, you know, and you're the only problem is that you're young. So you're going to be hurt by the situation. Older you hopefully will be mature enough to understand like, okay, that person just can't handle my power. They can't handle me being me. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. And if you can't handle it, it hurts. But if you can't handle it, fine, that's on you. I got to find people who are in my level or who wants to be in my level. That's just it. That's just reality of it. And that's her situation right now. So this was an incredible, incredible episode. This was incredibly written by the creator, Robert Kirkman. Of course, you know, from, you know, um, uh, the walking dead series and the walking dead comics or whatever. And let me say you a funny, funny, hell of a funny dude. Like I would give him in terms of funny, not like a professional comedian like level i rate him up to kevin smith like if you ever watch kevin smith at a q a or watch any of his q a's or whatever like it's very entertaining i got a chance to see robert kirkman at san diego comic-con in 2017 that was the second time i came went to um san diego comic-con when it was awesome <laughs> and it was the most entertaining thing him and tom mcfarland they did a panel together. It I never been so entertained in my life. Those two together were just playing off each other. It was hilarious. Robert Kirkman is a very talented guy. He's a hell of a great writer, um, a great creator, a great mind. And this is why the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA 
are fighting for their worth right now because these guys i mean if you have go out of your way to see this episode it's a phenomenal episode with everything going on right now you kind of got to understand why these guys are fighting for their worth these guys aren't you know they they are acknowledged for their value but they're not being they're not they're um they're really they 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 don't value their values this is what's happening around with the uh amptp which is with who they're fighting against and they recognize their they acknowledge their value and they recognize their value but they're not valuing their value they recognize that they had the value and talent enough to make the shows and content that we like that we pay for that we invest in which makes them billions of dollars but they don't want to value their value in a point of they do not want to pay you their worth but they want you to make sure that they that you work for them enough to make them their worth and if you think that that's not just happen that's just happened in hollywood you are incredibly mis you know uh have an incredible misconception that is going that is happening right now in every industry like i said ups is about to strike starbucks is now striking because they're not they're not being valued and trust me if you ever work retail before you know that those people work extremely hard behind that register behind you know um the counters or you know in the restaurants or whatever like like these some hardworking people that we don't value enough, that we don't appreciate enough. And I, as somebody who worked for retail for seven years, as a clerk, as a uh, cashier, as a supervisor and manager, it is a lot of work to deal with the things that you got, which is why I love clerks so much. Clerks really narrows it down. It makes you understand what the hell people go through who work behind those registers, who work behind the counters. And it puts a perspective on you. And even people from corporate and whatever, like it, it goes all around. It's just how they value your value. And when you see stories like this and stories like, you know, from movies from across the Spider-Verse or Transformers, um, rise of the beast and stuff like that or any marvel movie that we saw i just finished you know weekend san diego comic-con i've been watching like uh watched the spider-man far from home and no way and no way home there were moments that i just remember myself in the audience remembering how we all reacted and the excitement that we had when certain scenes came in especially the scene I will give an example when all three Spider-Mans just, you know, did their stance, their hero stances and just stood together, united. That was a moment. And, and, and added to that, the the moment when all three Spider-Mans had their little moment of, you know, conversation to talk about each other's situation. Brilliantly written, especially when they went to Andrew Garfield talking about how you know being insecure about himself and toby mcguire saying no you're amazing i just need you to understand that you're amazing because it's playing off of what people have been saying about the ranking of spider-man live action spider-man you know in the past and you know it was brilliantly written in and implied 
You, it's that's not an easy thing to do. And if you do it right and it makes millions and billions of dollars, you damn sure believe that they need to get there, get it done right. And they're fighting to get paid to level up to the inflation right now of what's going on in, you know, in this country. Inflation is going up big time. They haven't been paid and and secured. The, the security of their benefits and pays and whatever like that doesn't match up to the inflation right now. And that's what they're fighting for. Deservedly, mind you. When I see shows like Invincible, it's gonna be, it, they look, and you remember how awesome Invincible was the first, the first season? And now we got the second season and we got a first look at the second season. And it looks like this one is gonna be insane. We got all new cast of people. We got Carl Winslow, who looks like Carl Winslow in this, with the big forehead and everything. It's awesome. Like, it look, I don't know what the hell is going on, but the cast is back. Uh, Sandra O, uh, you got, uh, who, who do we have here? We got Sandra O, we got, um, JK or Simmons coming back as Omni Man, who God knows what the hell is going to happen here. Um, my God, it, this is, this is just, this is going to be a fantastic season. Steven Young, who, knocked it out the park and i love the fact that robert kirkman you let him be the lead character of this series because glenn was a one of the most beloved characters in the in, in the uh walking dead series and, and people immediately dropped when he died even though we, we kind of knew if you read the comic books we knew he was going to do it jillian jacobs who will be playing um Adam Eve is back into. We're going to see what's going on. Yazzie Beats is back. Um, Kara Payton is back into. Uh, just, you know, we got the norms, but they got some brand new guests in here. I mean, Clancy Brown's coming back. Gray Delisle's back. Mark Hamill's making a comeback. Kevin Michael Richardson, he's on everything. Okay. Um, Fred Tatashore is coming back. And, and now, joining season two. Oh, my God. Chloe Bennett is going to be on the show. Cleveland Berto, um, I, it, there's too many to name, but the one name that pops up in Leah Thompson is another big one. Uh, Phil Lamar is going to be back. Jay Farrell is going to be in here. Luke McFarlane, um, just an insane amount of people. But the one name that pops up at the very end and they knew people were going to pop for this was Peter freaking Cullen. Optimus Prime going in. and then they also show the character that he's going to be playing dude it what I love about this trailer is that they showed all these awesome names that popped up and then you know the people who's coming to season two but the, the, the one that they saved for last was Peter Cullen it really shows how much respect that man has for our in for our community for our you know for our culture our subculture and community it is awesome. And J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man coming back. Woo. I I don't know how they're going to kill this dude. If they're ever going to kill this dude. But, oh my God. It, you know, Invincible has to get, has to get up, man. But, like, this, this, this is coming. It's coming November 3rd. I got a feeling this season is going to be, it, this season may be, once again, the best show of the year because we voted in the old ACMG era. We did our voting and I believe that we voted Invincible as one of the best animated shows of the year or best superhero shows of the year. 
at one point. So I think that's going to happen again and it's going to be incredible. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Also, I want to give my thoughts on the official trailer of Netflix's One Piece live action series, which premiered during this weekend of San Diego Comic-Con as well. And um, yeah, I am, you know, I, a lot of people were skeptical about it, but I got to say there are people who are starting to warm up to this because we got the full look of everybody. We got the full look of what's to come and there is a lot of great fan like there's a lot of fanfare an incredible amount of fanfare in this uh series which by the way is coming august 31st we got we got to see a lot of familiar scenes from the series including the very scene where the you know the king of the pirates um you know gets beheaded and he's talking about the one piece which sets off everything and sets off luffy and whatnot we see luffy and, and kudos kudos to you know um the production value here everybody is wearing the same garments the very familiar um gear that we see them wear in the in the actual um anime it's fantastic i really really appreciate it um the accuracy here is on point and not to say that it wasn't like say cowboy bebop it was very accurate on cowboy bebop too and we'll see we will see how this goes um i know ichichiro uh oda is overseeing this majorly and it really shows it looks like the part the special effects the production value is just spot on and my goodness we got to see it all we got to see familiar characters in here from the series um and they show a glimpse of a lot of people that we are no familiar with in here i don't know how much they're going obviously i think they're not going to be able to cover all 1000 episodes they're gonna have to condense this down and here's the thing you know we all know if you've been watching one piece one piece episode wise there's a thousand episodes in one piece over a thousand episodes in one piece now we know live action live action series especially based on anime does not have the longevity because I, I, the production the production value and the budget for doing these film um, series they can't last for as long as what an anime can do so i don't know how they're going to do it and they 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 put themselves in a situation you're basing this on a series that is a thousand episodes long which means two things we're well, a few things here maybe not two one they're going to have to condense a lot of the story down. That happens often. If you watch the Full Metal Alchemist three, uh, series, the three episodes, I mean, the three uh, movies, they did a great job. They condensed. I, I, I didn't know they were before I knew that they were going to do three movies. I thought that the first movie was just very condensed, but then I noticed that they're doing three different movies and, you know, if you combine the three movies together is more fleshed out so that's good bleach was another one they condensed that down and they were supposed to do another bleach live action movie before and i actually liked the bleach live action movie i thought that was dope but they we never got a chance to see a second movie and i know that they were plotting to do that but they condensed that down and now it just looks like it's very open-ended in a sense and we didn't get to get to see it's due from there so there's that situation 
and this may be the same thing um they're gonna have to work out a lot of the sagas which sagas are they gonna focus on i know there's no way in hell they're not gonna focus on um the ace we're gonna see ace and when we see ace that's when it's gonna test because that is a lot of people's favorite saga and one of the, the most beloved characters in the series so when they do that it's going to be interesting because they're going to have to pull that off the same way that full metal alchemist had to do the episode four where with the kid and the dog and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> and they managed to do they they did that justice it was it was as horrible as it was in the anime um so they're gonna there's some monumental moments that they're gonna have to capture it's gonna be interesting to see what they're gonna focus on or whatnot but it looks fantastic they got everything down uh from the ship to the characters they looked awesome in here the budget they really put in the budget i like the fact uh that um that usopp is black here <laughs> that's very interesting how this goes um i notice also um when it comes to certain female characters at the moment that they're not doing with um with with oda is normally known for is that making these characters overly voluptuous so it's interesting that we're seeing some of the characters in here not overly voluptuous as they do in the comic but it, it's it's uh it's pretty it looks pretty good so far so august 31st it is coming that's not so far away i'm looking forward to this i think this might i got better hopes for this than i did before coming in so um you know kudos to netflix for you know kudos to netflix for actually you know keeping it ground with this because they been they've been known for getting flack from fans about their their live adapt, uh, adapted you know series or movies not living up to the actual anime this might be the one this could be the one here so i am looking forward to it. and i think a lot of it is too is because um otasun actually is overseeing this so i think that plays a lot into the situation speaking of one piece continuing off an era um toye entertainment has announced that or one you know or yes toye pretty much was just the production company that makes a lot of the uh anime from shonen jump they announced they just announced that um at comic-con that the three one piece movies are coming to crunchyroll in just one week that is the recent one one piece film red which i got a chance to see the panel for um at, at new york comic-con um and got and went to go to see the movie it is awesome the soundtrack is awesome immediately i recommend everybody go out to see both check out the soundtrack and check out that uh deal too um one piece stampede which i also uh watched and enjoyed awesome movie and one piece gold all three fantastic one piece movies all coming out on july 27th uh on crunchyroll so if you have crunchyroll get ready it's coming i've been waiting to see um one piece film red for quite some time i was wondering why it hasn't been sold on um on on uh the apple store yet or anything i think this is why so i'm i'm okay with this i'm good i don't have to pay because i'm already paying <laughs> so there you have it there um 
go ahead and wait check this out it looks like it's gonna be awesome i want to give my thoughts on the new mortal kombat trailer let's move into some gaming news here um mortal kombat also prepared a lot of things at san diego comic-con again this was a more anime and video game heavy san diego comic-con because again marvel and dc was not attending this year which is their big marquee events and let's trust me they this say what you will i'm pretty sure people still enjoyed san diego comic-con but i would still be disappointed if i come up there i mean they made the best of it there were still things to look out for there's still awesome swag to get over there and other things if you're if you're a collector you didn't miss anything because you went there for the collecting stuff so that was there and there are a lot of other things that you could look for this was actually a more comic book <laughs> invested um you know uh year because there's no big hollywood attractions this year and believe it or not sag after was there you know the uh the the chief negotiator was there to do a panel and i thought that was brilliant i thought it was brilliant brilliant of them to do as well so we did get some video game news in the form of nether realm who uh released some new mortal kombat trailers as well we got the new mortal kombat trailer that now tells the story of lee may who is a warrior priestess from Outworld's royal family. Li Mei was blamed for the fall of the king, which led to her leaving the Umgadi, which is this tribe of warriors. It sounds like the, um, it sounds like Wakanda, you know, warriors as well. The, um, oh God, I'm blanking out. Uh, God, I'm blanking out on who the hell. I, I should, be, I, I, I sh should be discarded for that. <laughs> but Li Mei, is also hiding a dark secret as well one that may change her fate forever and if you watch the trailer it looks like this is the origin story for melina i don't know to what end but we've seen traces of her eyes and we've seen that you we've seen uh baraka who's tart cotton and he's talking about how in this version of this world they're not a born species they're a group of people who become tarkar um, how do you pronounce that tycartons if you will and it looks like she's one of the victims of this i don't know if you want to call it disease or whatever it is but she's becoming one of them and this is uh this sounds like the origin story of melina at this point so we see how this goes also announced was the first season of DLC characters uh, guest appearing on the game. And this is huge. Let's start with the fact that Omni-Man from Invincible is gonna be in this game. I wonder, my thing is, is it gonna be J.K. Simmons voicing the role? I, I have, I got reason to believe it has, it cannot be anybody else but J.K. Simmons voicing this role. I mean, it could in all seriousness, but like the fact that the dude looks like James Jonah Jameson and Robert Kirkman knows what he was doing with that. And the fact that they got JK Simmons playing this role, it, they just have to, they have to, he embodies that character more as much as he embodies J Jonah Jameson. Quan Chi's making his return, which I believe we kind of knew. I think we've seen from uh, some of the trailers that they've put out that he was in this. So I'm not surprised there. This one, I am surprised and I'm very happy. Peacemaker. Yes. DC Suicide Squad Peacemaker is making John Cena is making his Mortal Kombat debut 
in this game. This is going to be awesome. I don't care what they say. If they have a friendship in this game, they have to have him and whoever he's going against doing the dance to Peacemaker, the series. They have to. They just have to. <laughs> I, I don't. I know his fatalities is going to be dope, but they got to do the friendships has to be in this game and they got to Everybody has to do that dance. They just have to. This is just perfect for this game. Okay. But we talk about Omni-Man and how much a powerful badass this dude is going to be. Let's see how he is when he goes up against Homelander from the boys. This is we got Omni-Man. And Homelander in the same game. And then on top of that, it's last but certainly not least, but not but the least powerful of any of the people I mentioned. We got Takeda, uh Takeda, I'm sorry, Takeda from Mortal Kombat 11 making his return. Um, which is like the grandson of Scorpion. I don't understand why he wasn't in you know um in Mortal Kombat, uh, I'm sorry, he was in Mortal Kombat 10. Um, I don't understand why he wasn't in Mortal Kombat 11, but he's coming back for Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, he was an awesome character. He's one of my favorites of 10 as well. And I believe the first quote unquote openly gay character in the series. I think he was the one that was the openly gay character in the series. So um, he's coming back. I thought he should have come back for, uh, for 11, but he's coming back here and that's awesome so we'll see how his story is going to go from there if he's going to be actually in the game actual core story i know he's going to have his own story and and you know combat arcade mode and whatnot but we'll see how that goes from there but this is a great first season of characters but there are more if you pre-ordered the game especially on the nintendo switch you'll see that there's more than five people there so there's another season of characters that are coming and we don't know who they are. I would, I for one would love to have Spider-Man come back. Uh, I mean, not Spider-Man, um, Spawn come back because I thought he was awesome. But they're going to start. I don't know who is. It could be anybody in this case. It could be absolutely anybody. Probably with the exception of people from Marvel. I know there will never be a person from Marvel in there. Um, could be possibly a DC character. It could be a horror movie character. Um, you know, Ash from The Walking Dead. I think he was already in one of the i think he was in one of the series before but um it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with this but netherrealm was never disappointed before they definitely didn't disappoint with this first roster of first season dlc characters and again the thing i love about what mortal kombat series does what netherrealm does is whenever they have a fighting game and they have a guest character they don't just have these guest characters that just are put into the game and you just play these characters no they really assimilate them into the to the world like they are a part of the world so whether they come in from a portal from time or whatever they somehow integrate and assimilate them into the universe of mortal kombat so it's going to be interesting to see how they like how their stories go and how they all connect into the mortal kombat universe this is Liu Kang's world now. He's doing whatever the hell he wants. And he's bringing in all these crazy people into this world. All of which are perfect for every one of them. Omni-Man. We saw what he could do in Invincible. We saw how he murdered people in Invincible. He is fatality fate for this game. Quan Chi, of course, you know how he rolled. Peacemaker, yes. He's another one. 
Homelander, another, all three of these people we've seen done some Mortal Kombat fatality like actions in their own worlds. So it is absolutely perfect. I don't know who they're going to have, what the other five are going to be, but it's This game is going to be this. Could, I, I, I'm sorry. I love what Street Fighter is done. It's getting more and more evident that Mortal Kombat one may be the fighting game of the year. I know they're going to have a stronger story than Street Fighter. The character selections have been awesome so far in the roster. And then on top of it, this this DLC. The, look, Homelander, Peacemaker, Omni-Man is the is the selling point. But Omni-Man, your chance to play as Omni-Man versus Peacemaker, I mean, versus Homelander alone. It's like Capcom's got to be looking like, damn, we had our chance. Maybe we just came out another year. But again, the fact that we have a year where we got both a Mortal Kombat, a brand new Mortal Kombat game and a new Street Fighter game, the fans are the winners of this one. So it's coming. It's all coming from there. So let's talk about everything else that has occurred in the in the weekend that is uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know what's going on today. Sundays for uh, San Diego Comic-Con are usually very slow. All of, the, all of the great stuff happens in during Saturday and Friday. And then Sunday, it just kind of slows down. Like the panels aren't as great as whatever. Like Saturday is their day. Whereas like Repop on, like Repop's days, their best days are on Sunday. They save the best for last on Sunday um, for their biggest uh, deal. So this is interesting. This is the slow period. So if you, this is the time to go to see everything that you missed out of here. So, um, we're going to talk about everything that's announced. I'm going by IGN's uh, list of things that has happened and how they update it. So far, the attractions to me in, in uh, San Diego Comic-Con were okay. Um, there's a Lego, they got the Lego Center, which is like a, they made a blockbuster version of a Lego, uh, you know, display that's there. So, I mean, that's, that's all right. It's called Brickbuster. So they have that the Alex Ross display, which is always there. Um, you know, they got all the figures like the Witcher and all the stuff, the Viz video stuff. Um, like it's interesting. They got the Jurassic Park display there. Star Wars display without the Star Wars actors, unfortunately. Um, some creepy looking Spider-Man outfit. Like. Oh, wait, that was, uh, I'm looking here. There's a picture of Sandland, which is Akira Toriyama's new, uh, show. Now uh, that is coming out. A new video game is coming out too. Foo Fighters, um, paraphernalia there. Some Lucha masks that were like, that are like a thousand dollars. Like these are so, these, these Lucha masks are generic. I don't know whether they belong to an actual Lucha wrestler or whatnot, but they look lame as hell. <laughs> like, uh, they got their Gundam display there. We got to see, um, a huge, awesome display of Ifrit from, uh, Final Fantasy 16, uh, there, which looks like Dr. Who, uh, gear right here. We got turtles display, uh, Star Trek displays here. So, I mean, really cool displays there. I mean, there are always going to be some cool displays there. They got the Witcher, uh, outfit on, you know, display. 
Um, you know, it's, you know, what you expect from San Diego Comic-Con there. So, I mean, a lot of awesome spectacles in the actual convention. So we talked about Invincible. The Walking Dead Betrayal is a new survival and social deception game that's coming from Skybound. So they announced that. Um, a new comic series pits that puts Justice League, Godzilla, and Kong against each other. What in the hell is going on? Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. That is happening. That is interesting. Um, didn't get to see a trailer of the new Gen V, which is a spinoff of The Boys, which is coming. Again, and this is uh, all the uh, Gen V people in the college or whatever. And that's coming in October. But they uh, actually, let me see. First issue releasing. Uh, oh, not just for that. No, I'm sorry. I've misread that. I'm read. Um, that's the comic book for the Justice League versus Kong versus uh, Dale. That's coming in October. Gen V is coming September 29th. So uh, that's not too far away from now, too. In the finale, it, it's uh, first three episodes with the first season finale scheduled on November 3rd. So get ready for that. That should be good. Uh, we got some more stuff from Diablo 4 coming. Borderlands has announced their movie. In th which is coming in theaters August 9th. No trailer was shown for that, it looks like, from there. Um, we also got a new Adventure Time deal, Fiona and Cake, which is premiering uh, August 31st on Max. So we got that. First three episodes of Secret Evasion are heading to Hulu. We did hear about that. So um, go out of your way. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, I don't understand why you don't have Disney+, Plus, and you're a Marvel Studios fan or a Marvel fan, but... If you're not, but you own Hulu, it's the first three episodes, which I highly recommend watching, is now on Hulu. So go out of your way, check that out there. Um, Pokemon Ultimate Journey is scheduled to air in the US on September 8th. It will be on Netflix. And uh, this is said to be the final Pokemon season series. This is the series finale of um, of uh, Ash's final arc. I, I don't think that Pokemon is going to end. I think Ash's journey is going to finally end. We're going to finally see him. Hopefully he finally becomes champion because he's never become Pokemon champion. So hopefully that will happen. So um, we also next week is the premiere of Harley Quinn. The new uh, season four of Harley Quinn premieres July 27th on Max. So get ready for that. Um, you got to see the first 20 minutes of um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem footage at San Diego Comic-Con as well. That's pretty awesome. So, um, but unfortunately you didn't get to see the panel with the actors there. I mean, that's the thing when you normally would see, you get a sneak preview of some of the shows. We would also get the actors. Like we got to see, I think the first few minutes of, I think it was, um, it was one piece film red. We got to see, and then we got to see all the producers and directors and actors you know, talk about it as well as the actors from the actual se uh, season two. I mean, this uh, movie as well. Afterwards, they didn't get to see that this time. And I think that was unfortunate. And again, don't blame the actors, blame the producers because they're not. I mean, these guys are not getting their worth right now and they got they got to do what they got to do. So with the biggest attraction, believe it or not, was still Marvel. But in the form of Marvel Spider-Man 2, which was the biggest panel of Hall H over the weekend. 
um, Yuri Lowenthal and the cast were there to talk about the game. And um, which is interesting because like there was no Marvel appearance there, but he was there and the cast was there. They ended up doing it anyway. Marvel Spider-Man 2 um, was shown. We got to see more of the story of what's happening there and it looks awesome. Miles with his new hairstyle is dope as well. Um, seeing Venom and, and Harry Osborn and the new story that's going to happen here. It just looks awesome. They also announced that there will be a limited edition PlayStation 5 bundle and DualSense controller with Spider-Man. Here's the kicker. And I was very happy to hear about this. If you don't want to buy a brand new PS5, they will have, apparently, they will have the shields available for order and the DualSense controller available to order. So you don't have to. I am getting that. I am so getting a Spider-Man controller in the shields. I'm going to replace my shields with that. So I am, I'm, I'm all there. And it all comes with a digital copy of Spider-Man 2 if you buy the actual limited edition version. Uh, but I got to check in on it because I watched IGN and they, they claimed that you will be able to buy the shields separate. So you could just unattach your normal shields and attach those shields on and then buy the um, the actual controller. Because that's what I want. I don't want to have to buy a brand new controller. I know people who did that and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to keep buying and trading and buying and trading, you know, because that, that's tedious. That's tedious and, and just way too tiresome. Just buy the shields. I'm cool with that. If you can buy it, if you can get the shields in, I'm good. We're good with that. So, um, or just find somebody who could customly make your shields yourself and install it. I mean, that's that too. And we got it. You know, we got a chance to see that. We got to see a closer look. I, I don't think it's any secret. If you've been following the Spider-Man story that Asomniac has been putting, I would be surprised if Venom is not Harry Osborn at this point because that's what the way that they were going i don't know who else it would be eddie brock is definitely not um but the things that you're gonna be able to see the things you're gonna be able to do i am so looking forward to this game it just looks absolutely fantastic peter parker remember they changed the look of peter parker this time he looks better a little better because his hairstyles changed they gave him a better hairstyle this time um i think that helps Mary Jane, they claim it's the same Mary Jane, but she has a different hairstyle this time around. It doesn't look like, I don't know. I would have to rewatch that trailer to see what's really happening here. So we will, we'll play by air, but again, it's coming out very soon. Uh, I believe it's September is coming out. So I am so looking forward to it. It looks absolutely awesome. Um, man. This, this, this game here maybe one of my favorite games this year. Definitely. Um, they also announced, uh, they teased a, something really big coming from X-Men in 2024. I think one of which is going to involve Miss Marvel, who apparently is now an X-Men. I don't know what's going on here. And I think they're playing, playing with the concept that they did in the Miss Marvel series. If you guys remember Miss Marvel, she's not addressed as an inhuman which she originally is in the comics and there apparently there are inhumans that exist in the marvel cinematic universe they did have an unless they decided to completely cut that off which i don't think they did because they would mess they would really make no sense towards the story of colson and the agents of shield which they can't because it's too involved 
and then also the Inhuman series. But then they have, they, they at the end of Miss Marvel, we got a scene that her friend said that her DNA is detecting a mutagen in there. A mutation, if you will. That leads us to the upcoming new series from Miss Marvel, The New Mutant, which now saying that she's a mutant. So they're going to implement her as a mutant in here. And I'm very interested in seeing how they go. I'm going to be getting that comic to really read in how they're going to implement that into the story. Because do Inhumans no longer exist anymore? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. So we'll see. Um, but this uh, is scheduled to come later in 2024 with a sneak peek this November. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, a new crime thriller called Bad City was uh, announced as well in here. The biggest, uh, and I believe that's a, what is it coming to Netflix? I believe. So it's a Kung Fu, a Kung Fu extravaganza, apparently, according to what the panel has said. So stay tuned for that. And the biggest, the only Marvel announcement that was in this entire weekend came in the form of the marvels which looks absolutely fantastic we got to see a deeper uh insight of what this is going to involve and uh how this is going to involve the creed look like ronin may be back i'm not sure we'll see how that goes but seeing everybody in there it looks like it's going to be awesome and seeing nick fury back as well um we got to see goose goose is going to be making his appearance again I don't know if this is going to take place after the events of um, Secret Invasion, which we'll see next week because the series finale is next week. But this definitely, there is a connection here because the scrolls are involved in this movie. The Kree is involved in this movie. All three, Miss Marvel, um, Monica Rambeau, or Photon, I don't know if they're going to call her Photon in here, um, are going to be involved in and carol Dan uh, danvers is going to be involved in here as well so we'll see how that goes but it looks fantastic I, it looks like it's taking a little bit i would love if um america chavez was in this as well um because she them coming together this gives me vibes of the um the old comic book series that i used to love based on the secret wars 2 um saga which was called a force and it was all female like avengers group and it was pretty awesome i really like this feel like this is taking shades from that as well so i i'm looking forward to it but this was the only trailer that was coming out with the release date of november 10th i i can't wait hopefully here's my deal and if you, one of you guys if any of you guys from the acmd facebook group is listening last time when captain marvel came out we had an awesome fun gathering you know outside gathering i want to make this one too, because I think this is going to be the only Marvel movie that's coming out this year, you know, admit to the strike because everything has been pushed back now due to the strike. So we'll have that going on. Borderlines Echo Vision uh, live revealed. I don't know what the hell this is. A new interactive streaming service uh, series set in the Borderlands universe, focusing on eight tourists. All newcomers to the Borderlands series find themselves stuck in Eden Six after embarking on an adventure safari to follow uh, in the footsteps of vault hunters. I guess if you're a Borderland fan, you know what the hell that's about. So there you have it there. Um, Andy, uh, Andy Sandberg and Joe Troman are making a comic book. So that's been announced as well. Um, the walking dead, 
uh, Daryl Dixon is now going to be having its own series, uh, which is like the second spin-off, uh, spinoff series that they're going to have as well. Um, along with the walking dead, the ones who live, which involves Rick Grimes and Michonne. So those two are going to be back together. Basically the love story between those two, uh, if you've been following the walking dead in the end, I have not followed up like ever since Negan, Negan killed Glenn. I've, could not watch the show anymore it was too much to watch but then I actually i did try to watch it again and it just got a little bit too slow pace for me and the only exciting times is when negan came back maybe i'll just start watching it because it looks like i don't know how the hell this happened but negan is like a good guy now you can't and then he's hanging around with um with uh what's the name with glenn's girlfriend like how the hell does that work okay so that is becoming that is a thing and i think uh dead city is the, the the show that they're on so the walking dead series is far from going but these guys are spread out to different parts of the country and world like uh daryl somehow ended up in france like of all people so it's crazy man um we'll see how, and he's trying to find his way home how do how he end up in france i don't know that's crazy so that's happening there rick and morty uh share their you know deal because they're doing an anime and they're doing a new season without still without um justin rollins they got there's closing in on recasting the new voice for him which is crazy because i believe he proved he um he proved his case yet they're still not giving him his job back for some reason i don't know i don't know what's going on with that situation but it is what it is so rick and morty is getting the anime that's coming uh very soon because I believe they did an anime before and we actually, it was actually pretty awesome. So they're, they're doing it again to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Rick and Morty. Can't believe, has it been really 10 years of Rick and Morty? Really? That's interesting. Um, also announced as a John Wick spinoff called The Continental, which is getting a September premiere date. Um, and it's, it's coming September 22nd. Where is this playing on? They don't stress where that's coming. Oh, Peacock is getting it. Okay. And if you guys don't know, Peacock um, is doing some new things now. Peacock is now raising their prices, but they've also, if you have Xfinity, you no longer have, um, you will no longer have Peacock anymore. They're disassociating themselves. Their partnership is ending, which means there was a time if you ever an Xfinity fan, you got Peacock for free. I guess it appears that Peacock is losing a lot of money lately doing that, doing it that way. So they got to make money somehow, some way. Um, I know another reason why they're losing money is because they paid a lot of money. NBC Universal spent a lot of money on the WWE. They gave them a ton of money. I don't think they're getting that money back as much as they would like. But, you know, Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, they conned their way into that contract. Can't blame them. You got to blame NBA, uh, NBC Universal because now they're spending billions of dollars on that contract. And these guys, well, I'll tell you, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know if it was worth it. So we'll see it there. I didn't mention this before, but we're going back to Mortal Kombat news. There's the other announcement that they made, and that was johnny cage getting his own standalone animated movie coming out which looks fantastic this is some of the best 
character design and animation that I've seen yet. The last movie I really liked, the first two, I did not like the the visual design of it. This one looks fantastic. It's Johnny Cage and it's playing like a like a 1980s animated cartoon. It looks phenomenal. Joe, uh, John McHale reprises his role as Johnny Cage and he's going. John, we see Johnny Cage. In what looks like a big trouble little China like type of movie. In, in 80s anime uh, animation form this i cannot wait for this uh it's coming out october 17th best believe i will be reviewing this <laughs> best believe i will be reviewing this movie when it comes out it looks fantastic Guardian, we find that trailer it looks cr incredible uh i mentioned the chief negotiator for sag after um was there and they did a panel at um san diego comic-con which i think is a brilliant move and they did a panel called ai and entertainment the performer's perspective. Um, SAG after chief negotiator Duncan Crabtree Ireland uh, helped clarify how fans can still cosplay at their favorite TV shows and support ongoing strikes from that point. So brilliantly done. I hope they come to New York. If they come to New York, I actually will go check out that panel. I think it's very important that we as fans need to be more informed of what's going on, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I would also say that whatever happens to this strike we all need to pay attention to it because it's not again it's not just about hollywood it's what's hollywood fighting for and what they're fighting for we all should be fighting against or fighting for actually um to, in terms of our worth but fighting against big billion dollar corporations and ceos doing things to not pay us enough but making them get more money on our labor this is going around everywhere. Just like uh, Fran Drescher said, it's what's happening here is going to happen to all labor. Trust me, he those words. So I'm telling you there. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths and Watchmen are getting an animated movie. Awesome. DC announced this as well. Um, looking forward to this. That, that Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths should be amazing. Watchmen probably should be just as amazing too. Uh, looking forward to that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin sequel announced. IDW Publishing confirmed that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin 2 re-evolution is in the works. Um, the first issue is expected to come out December 13th, 2023. In addition to the news about the sequel, a popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics to release in the recent years. Uh, there also has been talks about the, uh, the Last Ronin video game coming out too. So I don't know how far they're going to have with that but we'll see we'll see um star trek lower decks season four uh what is it season four coming out i wish it, that that animated series looks funny i wish i could see it but i don't want to i don't want to get uh paramount plus to get it <laughs> it's just it gotta be that 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 much like peacock it's like there has to be more now granted i may buy into peacock for at least a month or so just to see the twisted metal series because now i am a little bit more intrigued by it much like i am with um the one piece series it looks a little bit more intriguing now and i'm glad to, again my biggest thing was will arnett taking over taking much credit for the role of um of of the sweet tooth character than samoa joe but they they did heavily credit samoa joe and will Arnett teaming up to play the role i am very happy with that that that's me 
meant a lot to me because Samoa Joe is embodying the character. I would dare argue that Samoa Joe does. I mean, Will Arnett does not need to voice that role. Samoa Joe sounds like Will Arnett. He could do that role easily. So we'll see about that. Um, High on Life will be available on a PS4 and PS5. The Dragon Prince season five is uh, is coming. Uh, oh, they re- they misspelled premiering. Yeah, they really did misspell premiering. They got a typo in the IGN page. They they forgot they are. It's premiering a week early. Uh, it's coming July twenty seventh. Ubisoft shares new details on Star Wars Outlaws, and that apparently is everything that has been announced at San Diego Comic Con. Um. Here's the thing. I'm sure people had a great time at San Diego Comic-Con. I can tell you from experience, I I would argue if they really had as good of a time as they would have. Like, the Hall H thing. The Hall H deal is a big deal. Because the actors weren't there. I can only imagine, I wish I could see what that line looked like. Like, all the times that I've been... The two times that I've been to San Diego Comic-Con, Hall H is the biggest thing there. And Hall H, for those who don't know, is the biggest panel event of everything. Like, there are panels all over the place, but Hall H is the biggest hall, holds about a few thousand people in that hall. And once you're in there, you're in there for life. I'm joking, but technically I'm not. Because people camp out, like, literally two to three days just to make sure that they get a wristband to get in. And once you're in, you're in. You can't go out if you're there to see a particular panel and that panel's like three or four panels down you your eyes got to stay for that whole entire panel but it's worth it because you get to see all the marvel stuff you got to see the premieres of some great things and with marvel not there there's really nothing really worth else to go the hall h for and it was the marquee event of san diego comic-con I'm sure people have fun because there are other, trust me when I tell you there are other things to do at San Diego Comic-Con, but have the celebrity aspect of it really plays a factor. Like not only is it just great to be there with the panels, I'm not joking when I tell you at San Diego Comic-Con, which I think is what separates itself from New York Comic-Con, there was a better chance of you just bumping into a celebrity at San Diego Comic-Con or some significant figure in San Diego Comic-Con than you would in New York. I have yet to do that at New York Comic-Con because it's inner city. So you can literally, if you're a celebrity, you can hide in plain sight almost in New York. And it's, you you find it. Whereas San Diego, everything's like, there's a whole radius closed up and you're within that radius. And there's, if you want to drive out somewhere, you got to drive out far to get somewhere. So everything that you have has to be within the realm. So celebrities are going to be around area, significant people. This is how I end up bumping into Mike Moe in the cast of Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. And this is how I end up getting Mike Moe on the show because if we met, we bumped into each other, met quite a few times over the weekend. And then I, you know, I reached out to him and like he ended up being on the show. Lo and behold, later on, I would know that he would become Bruce Lee on um, a Quentin Tarantino movie and it'd be a part of a lot of other projects that he does greatly. Um, I also met, uh, who else did I meet? Jeffrey Thorne, the writer, show writer, uh, show runner and producer of 
Black Panther's Quest. He also did Power Book 2, and, you know, he was the writer for that. And um, he's currently doing other... Well, he's striking right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. He's, you know, doing a strike right now. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, I got to meet all those guys because of my appearance at San Diego Comic-Con. And Jeffrey Thorne, who will be back on the show when this whole strike situation is over, because he got a few projects that he's working on, too. But, um it'll be good to hear from all, but it was like one of the benefits of going to San Diego comic-con. It was pretty awesome. Um, so I mean, like, even though I spent a lot of money to travel to room and board and to eat and to buy, it was all worth it. But if you're a person that was like paying to go to this thing and you spent as much money as I did going there and there was no, you know, big celebrity, you know, features or anything like that. Yeah. Oh man. I feel bad. I feel honestly bad. I don't, I don't know if you would say that you got your money's worth because it was like, you go to hall H it, you, you could only go to hall H and you would go, or you could hang around at the con. You couldn't do both. So I don't know. It is really, I mean, I've looked online. So I, there were people who are going to have fun regardless and then there were people who were like yeah it just wasn't the same this year so i think san diego comic-con is san diego comic-con is still the mecca of all things anime comics movies and games i think this one not by their own doing it they couldn't help what happened they did what they possibly could but man um as as roadie would say on a civil war this is a bad beat you know, it's, 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 it's a shame. And I, hopefully they will resolve issues. I read, I don't know how true this is, but I read that, you know, the AMPTP has negotiated in terms of the AI aspect of it in, in terms of getting their consent. Um, I don't know how true that is. We'll follow up on that as time goes by, but man, it, um, we got a long way to go and I hope that somehow, some way. This doesn't trickle over to New York Comic-Con. I really hope that this doesn't happen. But right now, I would say the best cons this year so far, maybe Fan Expo. Because Fan Expo before it got to get everybody that they could possibly get before this strike came. And I don't know if Fan Expo, what other events Fan Expo is going to have, but Fan Expo is all, literally all year round, as well as Repop um, with some of their uh, cons too. But this is the time I think... In terms of best event of the year, this could go to Repop. If um, if the strike is over, that means they can acquire everybody that they were supposed to acquire. They had a lot of Marvel people coming and um, this year and some DC people coming. If. Now, granted, they're not advertising anything new with their panels. So it's possible even though the strike is there, they can still, you know, honor their contracts and honor their appearances because like, Chris Evans is there to celebrate what he's done, not advertise what he's doing new. The cast of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's no more Guardians movies coming out. They can possibly be there to average to celebrate what they've done, not what they're doing. So that could be possibly still a good thing for Repop. So, I mean, it just depends on the stipulations of the agreements of the union. We'll see, but this may be Repop's year 
to knock it out the park with New York Comic Con and still have all the celebrity guests because this could be the hottest event of the year. So we'll see how that goes. But um, man, I, I'm just it, it, we'll see how this goes. But people, please take this seriously, not just because of your fandom, but because of you, what you do in life, because what's going on in this strike and this writer strike and this in this um, SAG after strike in this Starbucks strike and this UPS strike and God knows who else coming. This is happening everywhere. Fight for your worth, people. That's all I'm saying. Find somebody who not only acknowledge your value, but values your value. And that's what all these people are fighting for. They want their value to be valued. Think about it. That will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to talk about a movie that I please, I promise when I tell you, you need to check out. Because again, especially in the black community, it's just, these are things that happening, but it's so artistically done. And we're going to talk about it in the form of They Cloned Tyrone, starring John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and... Tayana Paris, AKA Photon, AKA Monica Rambo. Gotta check this out. And we'll talk about why right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mike Moe from Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Os. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Netflix's latest hit film, They Clone Tyrone, starring John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tayana Paris. Three extraordinarily awesome, talented actors. Just put on a clinic of a movie here. <laughs> uh, the writing in here was just tremendous. The acting was just phenomenal. And what was really crazy about this movie is how they mashed up different genres together. Like this is uh, not genres in the, in the sense of period pieces because it's modern, but it's throwback at the same time. And they, the way that they made this work, it was so great. And you're trying to figure out the timeline of this whole thing. So this action comedy mystery, if you will, provoke, it was a very, it's, you want to even call it a provocative thriller. It's very thought provoking. Um, there is a huge message to this and there's an underlining impliedness to this. I mean, we talk about this all the time and you, well, when I say we, I'm talking about myself and others in the community, if you will, where we always say that 
you know, the man is always trying to bring us down, you know, that old type of saying, um, or, and, and just basically the saying that like, you know, people outside of the community or white people, let's just be real white people or white men always have a way of trying to throw self-fulfilling prophecies at us. Um, they, when they say that the man is trying to bring us down, that is, it's commonly said as a cliche, if you will, at the same, at the same time, but there is also some, a lot of truth to it. We've learned from systemic racism that white people or white men have often changed the infrastructure of our country to benefit them more than we can benefit from it. And this movie plays on this in a very artistic way that has John Boyega's character, Fontaine, who's just this everyday, all day, you know, hustler, you know, trying to find a way to survive the best way he can by slinging in the streets, by, you know, maintaining his property and all this to try to feed his family and trying to stay alive in a unconditional environment, which doesn't allow him or his community to grow. So he gets in a situation where he's trying to collect his money. He's trying to do his thing. And he comes across slick Charles played by the returning Jamie Foxx, who has now reappeared in the surface and seems to be doing very fine as of late. So we are now seeing him back in the, uh, in the swing of things slowly, but surely. And he plays this, this pimp slick Charles who owes, you know, who he owes money or, or owes Fontaine money. And it turns out where Fontaine, he gets his money from the, from a guy who was trying to, uh, take from, and was trying to like take from, from his territory. So Fontaine, when it ran over this dude's, um, you know, he ran over this dude and dude broke his leg and he ended up taking his money and said like, look, don't play with me. Stay out of my territory. The dude went after, went over to his, uh, his boy, Isaac and Isaac went after Fontaine to try to get revenge before this happened. Fontaine went after slick Charles because he didn't give him all his money that he owed and for the, for the drugs that he was providing. And it just, you know, went down. He got the money. These guys have somewhat of a camaraderie and friendship. This is not like your normal, like, you know, business partnership. These guys actually grew up together, but they also are doing business. So normally if that was anybody else, for some reason, he would have like lit that dude up slick Charles. They, they don't, you know, he just takes the money from him. <laughs> but when he, when he got the money and left Isaac and, and the dude came up on him and shot him dead. This is when things get crazy. Fontaine wakes back up as if none of this happened. And he walks out to the street. He does his normal thing. He does the same thing every single day. Same routine. Check out the streets, check his money, get his money, do his thing. But Isaac and, he, and, and Isaac's brother or cousin, whatever, they shot him up. And this dude's still alive. They shot him like 50 cents shot him up six times. And he, he stayed alive. And now... He goes back to Slick Charles because he, for some reason, doesn't still have the money. But the other, the other um, Fontaine had this money. 
he goes back to Slick Charles in Yo-Yo, played by Tiana Paris, who is absolutely fantastic in this movie. All three of them, all three of them. There's not one who did, they, they all poured their weight in this. John Boyega, first of all, we don't talk about how awesome, how phenomenal John Boyega as an actor is. John Boyega is from the UK, if I'm correct. He has a British accent, a heavy British accent, a very fluent British accent. But you watch this movie. The minute he opens his mouth, you forget that that's John Boyega with a British accent. This dude was full gangster from start to finish. Voice, unrecognizable. Persona, unrecognizable. He looked like ODB in this movie. <laughs> he acted like he was from the, from Staten Island or Wu-Tang. You would not recognize that this is the same dude from Star Wars. <laughs> okay. It's night and day, but this dude put on a phenomenal performance in this movie. As the Jamie Foxx, you wouldn't expect any less from him. We've seen him over the years, but John Boyega, we just don't talk about it. He's been in tons of films. And each one of them be knocks it out the park. But this one, I think this is one of my favorite because he just, he was able to do what actors are supposed to do best. And that is act, that is portray a character outside of his normal persona. He did just that. Tiana Paris as well. If you watched her, I mean, all right, slightly a part of her you see on as, as Monica Rambeau. Just a slight part of this, but she went into full mode here. She was awesome as Yo-Yo. I thought she did a tremendous job um, portraying this character. Yo-Yo was or is a retired prostitute, if you will, who is trying to make money to get out of that, get out of the city. And she was there when Fontaine got shot. They all were a witness to it. He comes back, this dude, and, and Slick Charles is just beside himself. He is thinking like the Holy Ghost came and whatnot. He doesn't know how to take this, and I don't blame him. And they try to tell, they try to explain to Fontaine that, dude, you were shot up. You should not be here. You were 50 Cent, except 50 Cent, like, you fit. Okay, by the way, the timeline in this thing is, is killing me. Because here's the situation. If you watch the film, it's made to look like a what a old school black exploitation film. But there are parts of this that tells you that this is modern, but not so modern, not entirely modern, not recent. So um, they don't tell you the, the 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 timeline of this, but you're trying to figure it out what's going on. It's not the '90s. It's a little bit in the 2000s because they mentioned 50 Cent. But they're still using flip phones, which could, there were no smartphones in here at all. Um, there was, there were no HD TVs in here. There were no plasma TVs and whatnot. So it was weirding me out with, what was the timeline of this movie? And then there was a poster of Beyonce and, and other things in here too. But they do tell you, they, they do explain why it is in this particular region and neighborhood is what it is. 
but the whole movie is made to look like a old school 70s black playstation movies but also a little bit modern so fontaine before he figures out that something's going around he also notices when he leaves the store and he talks to the homeless guy that's there that he sees somebody walking up and bleeding if you like get out it gives you get out vibes this is totally get out meets black dynamite in some cases because the whole situation is if you watch black dynamite and you understand what code kansas is you kind of get the gist of what this movie's about and if you haven't watched black dynamite go watch black dynamite is phenomenal it is one of the greatest comedies of all time <laughs> but um yeah it, it, he sees a guy bleeding and he kind of looks closer to almost seeing like he recognizes this dude almost to the point that it looks like him but this black caravan or SUV pulls up, takes him away, grabs him and runs off. And now Fontaine's trying to figure out like, okay, what is Slick Charles and Yo-Yo situation? What are they talking about? What do you mean I used to be, I was still alive, whatever like that. So they pull up, they say, they claim Isaac shot lit him up. They decided to go try to find Isaac, but instead they end up finding the, the SUV that he saw earlier so they stopped check it out they went into the house they tried to figure out what's going on in the house they discover an elevator in the house they go down the elevator to find a secret lab in there with a white guy with an afro like think um welcome back carter gabe carter if you will <laughs> or bob ross if you will and weirdly so this guy is in here doing you know chemistry and what i and what i working at a bio lab they try to get some answers for him Slick Charles tells Yo-Yo not to mess with anything. She goes and mess with anything to the point that he scares off and pops pops um, the dude with the afro, killing him. But when Fontaine looks around, he opens up a body bag and sees himself, the lit up version himself that Isaac shot, shot him in. And this starts a whole entire conspiracy theory situation of what the hell's going on in this world. And these guys start finding out now. These guys went and come back later on only to find that the lab is gone. There's no elevator. Everything's missing, whatever like that. But before the guy, the guy with the Afro died, he said, don't do anything crazy. We're everywhere. That led into something that started leading in later on in this movie. And they went to go. They tried They went to go try to figure out what was going on here because now there's no lab or anything like that. And they need to plot and plan and what to figure out what to do next to figure out what they saw and what was going on and what was the answers to what they saw slick charles thinks he's hungry they want to go somewhere they go to this chicken spot okay the chicken spot is a definitely a definite play on stereotypes and they play this up really well there's a big underlying like i said this is an impliedness and message to this movie so they eat this chick they go to the chicken spot they eat this chicken and oh i should add that slick charles when he was in the lab he found something that looked like was cocaine but it wasn't and it was something that made him giggle and laugh consistently uncontrollably so going back to the chicken spot that they go to they're eating this chicken and they all started joking around about what happened to fontaine and fontaine's laughing and and slick charles is like i haven't seen him laugh i don't think i've ever seen him laugh in all the years that i've known him even in a as a kid, I haven't seen him since he was a kid laughing. So, and this kind of tells you their 
their um, relationship with each other. But then he started seeing every Slick Charles started noticing everybody's laughing. Hysterically as they're eating this chicken and he started realizing, oh, my God, the see the stuff that he had yesterday that went into the chicken that um, made him laugh is in this chicken. He made everybody stop eating and it's led to this whole thing, which led to Yo-Yo with them also seeing a manager who is a white guy with an afro. I love the innuendos in here. I love these designs here. It, it, it's like them pandering to the community in a, in, in the most very racist and stereotype way. So Yo-Yo go checks this, goes and checks this guy out. She flirts with him, tries to get you know more intel on what's going on and everything. And she finds out that yes, the powder that they found in the lab was also a part of it because this guy had a recording, he had files, had everything on what's going on and big brothers everywhere and they are watching them going everywhere. So this movie becomes a conspiracy theory that opens up into a whole bunch of things. They started noticing other things like hair products um, that are in, you know, something in the hair products that are making people, black people, forget all of their frustration and pain that people are putting them through. There was a scene where they put a part, they put some perm or straightening perm, uh, in this woman's hair. And she was complaining about how she wasn't being respected by the job that she was in and, you know, or not, not the job she was in. She was, it was about her, um, you know, not having enough money to support her, um, education because they're raising the prices and everything. And then the stylist, applies the straightener or perm to her hair and she starts she she slowly stops talking about the stressors in her life and just forgets about it and they notice this going around so there's a an, an, a, a huge amount of products that are being sold by a particular company that is doing stuff to our community this is a artistic way of putting, of saying that companies do stuff to market to, to, to certain communities, which absolutely happens. There are certain products that are only sold in a black community, in Latino communities, in other minority communities, but you go to a whole foods, you go to some places like a whole foods or a giant. There's a whole higher quality of stuff that are being sold out to the suburbs and all that stuff. But if you go to a black neighborhood, like an underprivileged neighborhood, you won't see those same products there. They market certain products only for us. You won't see, it is funny too. If you notice too, you also will not see certain commercials being played in certain neighborhoods, in certain regions only market it in certain areas. This really happens. So it's not really much as a conspiracy theory as much as it, there actually are things that are happening. They're playing and they're playing off this in a very artistic way. They're using, you know, creative license to, you know, talk about some real issues in a very creative way. And this whole movie is about them, you know, discovering what the man, if you will, really is doing and what's really going on and why are there clones of Fontaine going on? I won't spoil the rest of this because there's way more. It goes way deeper. 
than you think. And I sound like I'm having a conspiracy theory right now, but it goes way deeper in here and involves a lot more huge names that are coming in here. And um, I, so much to the point, I don't want to spoil it because there's two big names in this movie that are in here that really sets the tone. It is hilarious. It is awesome. It is action packed and it is really thought provoking. And it really like it, it's, it's fiction, but it's also fact. Um, what happens in this movie actually with everything, with the exception of the cloning situation, at least at this point in time, everything that is happening in this movie actually does happen in real life. Um, but the cloning aspect is also an artistic way of saying that there's a lot of us, there's people just like us out there everywhere. No matter what country, I mean, no matter what state it is, there's somebody like us out there that is uh, getting affected by this same type of situation. So I, please trust me when I tell you, you gotta watch this movie. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. The performances are fantastic. Um, and it really makes you think about what's really going on in, 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 in society and, and what these companies are doing because these companies like, trust me as a person who works in marketing and in promotion and does a few promotions and all this stuff myself, you realize you learn the tricks of the trade of what companies do to try to gain attention to your target audience. I create brands to appeal to certain particular audiences. I try not to be a part of the people who try to do it unethically because there are people who do it unethically with, the, with not with some ill will intentions in mind. Marketing and promotion can be good and it can be evil at the same time. Um, this is not one of those times this movie is talking about. So, um, but it's awesome. I, I, like I said, if you're a fan of John Boyega or Jamie Foxx or Tiana Paris, who's career started is going to get even bigger from this point on. Cause you got the Marvels coming in later on this year. You are going to love seeing this movie with these three in the rawest way. It's very raw. It's unapologetic. It is very truth telling. It is an artistic truth, if you will. And, uh, just everybody who performed in this show in this movie, I'm sorry. Um, it's just fantastic. And it really, it makes you think this is, this is true art here, but this is truth telling art, if you will. So, um, you know, shout out to Tony, uh, Britton Meyer and, and Joel tell Joel Taylor who wrote a very all inspiring, uh, movie. I, I just thought this was awesome. I don't think everybody's going to get it. I don't think everybody's going to get this movie. I think there are people, there's going to be people who don't exactly understand this movie because they haven't lived it. There are going to be people who will deny this movie. And there are people who are going to sabotage this movie because it's telling actual truths of things that actually do happen in their own way. I just think the one thing that I would say is that the timing of this movie coming out is bad because it's in a weekend. It's in a weekend of San Diego comic-con and it's in a weekend of the Barbie movie. So this movie is going to get heavily overshadowed. I, I can't tell you how many times I say 
you know, timing is impeccable. And it, it's really crazy. It is really crazy how this goes about. And um, man, go watch this movie. It's just, it's incredible when you get a chance to. It is just a fantastic movie. And it really speaks volumes of what's going on in our country and our community and what's going on with these companies sometimes too, man. Like it's, it's like, they just awesome. I, this is probably going to be one of my favorite movies. T, uh, Tiana Paris is going to be in so far. Uh, I, I know I've enjoyed her so far in WandaVision. Um, this is the second time I've seen her in anything other than that's not Marvel. She is going to be a fierce, fierce actor from this point on. I can see it now. John Boyega. I don't know what to tell you. This dude is, this dude is, he's a Marvel. No pun intended. He is absolutely fantastic. Um, I love him. And Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx. What can we say? All hell the king in this case. Um, but go ahead and check it out and be surprised by the other appearances in this movie. It is fantastic. Trust me when I tell you. Um, I'm going to give this movie a freaking A+. Worth checking out. If you like these these really creative, licensed, thought-provoking thrillers and, and comedies, this is up there with it. This is on the list with Black Dynamite with me. Uh, cause it was one of those things that like really makes you think and all that stuff. It is just fantastic. Go ahead and wait, check it out. It's on Netflix right now, folks, that will do it for, uh, for this latest episode of talk time live. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It's great to be back and it's great to have the ACMG Facebook group back. And it's, let me tell you as a person, I, I, I tell this, I tell people this a lot when I, when the original ACMG page was around, that was my prime. And to not have a place where I can express my love for my favorite fandoms, because on my profile page, my original page, I post stuff, but it's not related to all the fandoms. Cause not everybody on that page is about that fanfare life. So going to a place where I can do that really made me feel comfortable and to be around people who enjoy the same thing also made me feel comfortable. If you feel like that too, like I, my guy, I got friends, colleagues, peers, and family on my profile page, but ACMG feels like home. If you're like that, if you're a person who have a profile page of five years or older, who's, you know, wants to talk about the stuff, but don't have the right people to talk about it with, this is where you come to ACMG. This is where the place where you're going to feel like you're home and you're going to feel like you have you just got to come in with an open mind and an open heart and a willingness to communicate and socialize. Not a willingness to come in thinking that you gotta be the end all be all and know everything. You don't have to know everything. There's a lot to learn and learning is good. And there's a love for learning. Go in with an open mind and an enjoyment for it. And then just get ready to enjoy with other people. You could do that by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2. And again, ask answer the questions properly you will get in, be a part of the group. Don't just be a number. Don't be, being an introvert is not having a, having an introvert is not being a, having a badge of honor. There's no badge of honor for being an introvert. That is not a good thing to do. Isolation is dangerous and we don't want to isolate you. We want to bring you in and, you know, just have fun. So do that. And, uh, we'll keep doing it every week. So Great to have you guys back and hopefully we'll see more in due time. I got to here's to the next 10 years. Maybe <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, 
but really am glad to have it back and it feels good to be able to talk about what I love and be able to do this show now, you know, being complete again. So folks, there will be a select start episode. Definitely this week we'll review soldiers or even double dragon and we'll talk about all the news that is coming up from there. There should be news coming back this week um, or something to talk about this week in the world of video games. So we'll do that there. Um, Next week, I know the Turtles is coming, so we're getting down to it. And then also my <laughs> my anniversary is coming as well. Um, the final episode of Invasion of Secret Invasion is coming, so we'll talk about that too. Give a full idea of what's to come. So we'll, we'll, there's plenty of things there's going to be talked about. But if you like this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live and the other shows involved with Talk Time Live, including Select Start in our exclusive interviews, you could go to the official website of Talk Time Live at talktimelive.com. You can check out all of our audio episodes, our video exclusives, our blog entries, everything in there that related to all your favorite fandoms there easily. If you want to subscribe and download to your favorite podcast platforms, you can do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Poppy, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it. We're everywhere where podcasts are played. So with that said, folks, that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. Take care and have a great week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.